everyone. This is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. It is Thursday and it is December. And this is my third episode with Miki the Great. If you listened to yesterday, you know she calls her husband Will the Great. So I'm going to call her Miki the Great from now on because she is great. She's a great friend of mine. She is a great friend to many, many, and she's a great mom and a great wife. And I am so uh, just honored to be able to call you friend, Miki. You are such a blessing. Um, thank you for being back with me again. This is fun. Uh, I was thinking that it's fun, huh? We could just sit and talk for so hours. So much fun. Yeah. So much fun. I love it. But let me just say you're far too generous. Okay. Miki the mediocre. I just, no, stop it. I just, no, listen, <laughs> if, if you, you know, some of the, I've shared with you. Um, yeah. Praise the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Right. Because man, anyway, but thank you. I appreciate you so much. Oh, well, it's fun chatting with you. I was thinking about the first time we ever recorded together and that was back in uh, the spring of uh, 2020. It was during COVID. I don't know if you re- mm. remember that. I don't even remember. I think it was Israel Wayne who connected us with each other. And that was the first time I ever talked with you. And, wow. uh, and so, yeah, it's been fun over the past few years, just having you back. And um, I, I love that you, again, just like we do on the podcast all the time, always point back to Jesus, always point back to the gospel, always and point back God. to the goodness and faithfulness of our Lord and living peculiarly through Amen. Him and for Him. So so thanks for being back with me. Uh, we're going to get back into our conversation. But before we do, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, who also is a sponsor on Culture Proof, CTC Math. <laughs> if you are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. Try them out for free. ctcmath.com. They have a 12-month money-back guarantee. If you don't like them, you can get all your money back. And uh, they're they're a great organization, a uh, great company who has been really, really supportive of the Schoolhouse Rocked Ministry. And so we are so grateful for them, for their support. Um, and just like I've mentioned in the last uh, few episodes, we are so grateful for your support as well. Without you, our listeners, supporting us financially and without our sponsors, we would not be able to do what we do. And so thank you so much for those who continue to support us. If the Lord puts it on your heart to do so, we would love that. We would greatly appreciate it. You can do, um, you can donate any amount. It could be a one-time donation. It could be a monthly donation. And you can do that through our website, schoolhouserocked.com. Um, also, if you've not left a review for this podcast, we would love it if you would do that. Um, it really does help other people to know about the po- podcast, why they should listen to the podcast, and um, just how and why they should be encouraged through this ministry. So please leave a review. A, a, a rating is great, but a written review is even better so that people can know why you gave it, hopefully, a five-star rating. Um, so Miki, I know this is one of those things that like you just want people to know about the podcast, right? You guys do the same thing with yours. And um, it's it's a great way that you can help to support the Schoolhouse Rock to Ministry um, is to do that. No, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's simple, right? Like you think about it and people will say, man, I really have been blessed by Schoolhouse Rocks. Like I've, some of the guests that I've heard from have really encouraged me in my homeschooling journey. And there may be people who are listening who are like, you know, I would love to give, but things are really tight for my family. Right. Well, one of the ways that you can show your support is like through the simplicity of like, leaving a review, like just saying how much you've been blessed, because what it does is it lets other people know that there's a ministry out there that will encourage them on their homeschooling journey as well. Right. Yeah. There are many ways. Um, Another way that you can help support the ministry is of course, by prayer. Um, Please pray for us. Pray for us as we uh, just navigate through this new year. We're getting ready to kick off season seven in January. And um, 
And it, it's, it is a lot of work, but it is fun work that we get to do. We are so grateful for this. So pray for us as we just continue to move forward with the ministry, but also share the podcast with your friends. I know I'm asking a lot of you guys today. I'm sorry. Share it with your friends though. Um, after you leave a review, share it with your friends, send them a link to the podcast. You can like, and subscribe on our YouTube channel and share that link with your friends as well. Um, all of those things go a really long way to supporting the ministry so that we can continue doing what we do. Um, so we love you guys. Thank you for all that you do to encourage us and support us. Um, Miki, welcome back. Thank you for having me, Yvette. I appreciate yeah. it. Oh, so fun. I love having you on here. Um, you know, as we're looking kind of at the year in review a little bit and just the things that have gone on the, in the past year, one of the things that really stood out to me, this was actually, you, you guys did an episode on this on uh, Culture Proof. And you talked about Matthew Perry's warning to moms. Mm. And I know this was kind of a shock to everybody. You and I both grew up in, in the uh, land of friends, right? When we were younger. Yes, um, it, absolutely. It's not a show that I would recommend for people to watch today. Um, but when when we were younger, you know, I, I That's right. probably have seen every episode of Friends. And while there's a lot of funny things on there, there's a lot of crude things on there too that I would oh, never man. want my children to see. Um but, you know, having kind of grown up with Matthew Perry and watching his life and over the last couple of years, just watching his life kind of, uh, the, the destruction of his life because of drugs and alcohol and, and mm. it seems like he had a lot of things going on. Um, you recently did an episode where, and you called it Matthew Perry's Warning to Moms. Talk on that for just a minute because I loved this. You So everyone else was talking about, you know, oh, Matthew Perry has passed away. And my first thought, of course, was, Oh, my heart breaks for him because I, I, I mean, I didn't know him personally, of course, but from the looks of his life, I, I'm not aware of him ever giving his heart to the Lord. Right. Um, I, I don't know that he ever surrendered um, to Jesus. And so um, that's really sad to me if, if he never did. Um, but talk a little bit through kind of your, as you were looking into his life and, and you showed a video and what that warning was to moms through the eyes of Matthew Perry. Yeah, I appreciate that. I So one of the things that, as you say, I mean, you and I, along with tens of millions of other people from 1994 to 2004, yeah. um, watched Friends. And as you rightly say, it's like, oh my goodness, thank you, Lord, for sanctifying us. Because there are things in there that you just go, I can't believe that I right. watched that, but I did. And and I, I want to be honest about that. And so the reason I think that's important is because what you see kind of collectively happening, even in, in the country and the passing of Matthew Perry is the effect of the feeling of somebody being your friend who really isn't, but mm. you almost kind of felt like you were a part of yeah. this program as you watched it. And so there's like this collective grief on top of that, you look and it's, as you say now, you know, there should be fruit in keeping with repentance. And so based on what we have observed, you know, we don't know. And so you don't have that assurance. Like you can't um, just grieve in hope because you right. don't know, right? So there's that. But then as I was looking into it, and and I know so many people would rightly point to his years of alcohol abuse and drug abuse and say, man, he just really, you know, destroyed his body and and things like that. Um, I was watching some interviews and there was one interview he did in particular that as I was watching this interview, I thought, oh my goodness, why isn't 
have people not seen this interview? Like I'd never heard this from him before. Um, but then as it turns out, there are other places where he's kind of alluded to having issues with his mom, but his mom was a very successful Canadian. So his mom was Canadian and his dad was American or is American is Canadian. And, um, his parents are divorced. And so he grew up for a little, a little bit of time in Canada. And as he was talking about this in an interview that he did last year, almost a year ago, he talked about how being almost always in his mom's shadow, his mom would walk into like this ballroom and there are a lot of important people there. And there she was, she was important, but he said, all I wanted was for her to just like acknowledge me, like maybe turn around, like talk about me, like, look at me. I'm a kid. I I need that validation. And he talked about never having that. And that just grabbed me, Yvette, Mm -hmm. because I think of the culture that we live in today that lies to moms and says that not only can we do all of the things, but we should try. We should try to do all of the things. And that's the epitome of empowerment. That's the epitome of what it is to be a woman that, you know, being a mom, like, I mean, that's great, but you don't want to just be a mom, which I hate. I hate when people say just a mom, like you have no idea what it is to be a mom. You have no idea what it is to shape and to care for and to love and to nurture children Um, Mm -hmm. we in fact have to be designed as we're designed as women to be a mom. Right. And there's a lot of different places we could go with that. But, um, it just really struck me that Matthew Perry at, um, I guess 53 years old then, um, was still carrying around these scars of rejection, having not been validated by his wildly successful mom in her own right. Um, but maybe where it counted the most. Um, maybe not so much. And I want to be careful because I know that there's a lot of um, mom guilt that we can carry. And so I don't want to join, you know, and with the enemy and beating anybody up. But I just think, I think it's important to say moms have a super important role. And hearing Matthew Perry talk about his drug addiction and talk about his alcoholism, and then also talk about the gap that he had or the the deficit that he had because he didn't have the affirmation of his mother, um, yeah. man, it just broke my heart. I, I feel like if we're looking at the three things that led to deterioration in his life, then you'd have to look at all of those things. You'd have to look at the drugs. Right. You'd have to look at the alcohol. You'd have to look at the broken family. And then you'd have to look at yeah. the seeming rejection from his mom. Now, I'm not saying that, Matthew Perry said that, right? That that was his perception. And so it just broke my heart. And I I thought it was an opportunity to reinforce God's wisdom in his design for moms. It doesn't mean that we can't work, that we don't have gifts and things that we do that contribute to culture. I mean, look at what we're doing. We both host podcasts, right? But we don't do that to the neglect of our families. And I think that's the thing that um, has to remain distinct. Yeah, it's such an important thing to think through. And and again, I don't say this either as mom guilt, but I think as homeschool moms, we often can fall under this umbrella of, well, I'm with my kids mm. all day long. So therefore I'm present and I'm being a, a intentional mom. And just because you're with your kids does not mean that you're with your kids. Come and we've on. talked about this on the podcast before, but you really have to engage with your yes. kids. And there's nothing else that's more important. And one of the things that I see, and I, I've even gotten caught up in this myself is, you know, I'll be on my phone looking at Facebook or or mm-hmm. on my computer or working or mm-hmm. something like that. Responding to and emails. And there will be something, <laughs> right, right. Um, there will be something else that 
takes precedence over our kids Mm. who need us the most. And Miki and I can tell you, these years with our kids go by so fast, so fast, you guys. It's incredible. And I know those of you who are listening who have teenagers or adult children, you know that that's the truth. It goes by in the blink of an Mm -hmm. eye. And so we have to be really intentional about really engaging with our kids, not just being around them or in the same house as them and not just throwing workbooks at them and throwing videos Mm -hmm. at them, but really, really being with our kids. And it is one of the greatest privileges of homeschooling our kids is that we get to be the ones who are with them we get to listen to you know their hearts day in and day out. We get to um, be there when they need. Uh, Abby and I talked about this recently on the podcast. Um, you know, we're the ones who get to be there when they're sick, when they're hurting, yes, when they're sad, when they're depressed, when they're happy, when they're excited, all the things. And so, so we, I think that's such a good reminder for us as moms is to not neglect our first ministry yes. of being moms. So no, it's it's so important, Yvette. Yeah. Like I, I was thinking just just the other day. And because of what we do in in the ministry that the Lord's entrusted to us, you know, we um, often have things that can grab our attention, right? Yeah. And so we have to be very intentional yeah. about carving out time. And my seven-year-old came into the room where I was working and I'm sitting at my desk, which is like, you know, known in the family to be the work desk. Like uh-huh. when she's there, she's working, right? And he came in and um, and he goes, he goes, your desk is seven. He goes, your desk is, is really, your desk is big. And so I was like, okay, you know, and I didn't know where he was going. (laughs) And, and he goes, um, if you moved your computer over, um, we could, we could play that game. And I was like, what game, you know? And he goes, where you have the cards and you ask me if I have a card and if I don't have the card, then I have to go get another card. And I said, go fish. And he was like, yeah. Do you uh, want to play that with me? Right now I have a moment here because sure. I am working. I'm at my desk and my computer is up and, and I'm working. Right. And I got to tell you, having the Matthew Perry story fresh on my mind, mm. um, I closed the computer screen. Wow. Like I didn't even like come to an end. Sometimes I'll say, oh, let me just wrap this up, buddy. Right. We can play. But I just, I closed the computer screen and I pushed it off to the side. I pushed all of the things on the desk off to the side. And I said, buddy, let's make great use of this desk. Oh. Get those cards. You are about to lose. I'm going to beat <laughs> you at Go Fish. Like I'm, you know, and in his world, like oh. Yvette, like just to see his face, like just, yeah. you know, yeah. Like if right he now. He was because- the most important. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love and I'm going to tell you, so, so when we do podcasts like that, uh-huh. it's not just for our listeners. It is for us, yeah. right? It is, it is, it is to recalibrate our heart and to say, Hey, yeah, you've been entrusted with a ministry. You've been entrusted with a work and, and we want to be faithful to the Lord, right. but that faithfulness includes our faithfulness to being a mom, being a dad. And so, man, we had several rounds of go fish. We we brought the three-year-old into it and he didn't really know what was going on. So we kind of, you know, our seven-year-old is Sam Witt. He said, it's okay, mom. He goes, we can let him know what we have in our hands so Aww. we can help him, you know? And so we did. And we played that until I made dinner. And I thought, this is living, Oh yeah, right? Like this, I am not going to regret that I didn't finish a paragraph right. or that I didn't, I'm not going to regret that. But I would regret my seven-year-old walking away going, we can't even play cards. Like, come on, we can't play cards, mom. You know, I, I, you know, I'm not, you know, and I wouldn't make a quantum leap to get from here 
to Matthew Perry. But right. I mean, how many steps does it take? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So. Oh, that's so good. That's such a good story. And I love, Miki, that you didn't say, you know, let's go play it at another table. You played it there. You like yes. you let him know you are just as important at this desk as I am. Oh. And playing cards with you is as important as my computer and what I've got going on there and just pushing everything else to the side. I mean, that just spoke volumes to him, I'm certain. So what, oh. what a beautiful story. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Miki. Um, all right. We're going to talk about the big thing, um, the the kind of big elephant in the room right now. And as we're thinking again through this past year and everything that we've gone through, I think the biggest thing, as Christians at least, um, that that we have encountered is Israel and what's going on in Israel right now. Um, and and I actually was like, do we talk about this? You know how how do we navigate through this topic? Um, but I I want to know again how how do we as Christians as parents view this conflict in the Middle East through a biblical lens? And then how do we talk through this with our kids? And and hmm. kind of, I mean, I don't know that we need to talk about what's going on because I think most people know what's happening there. But I think I just want to know more like how, how do we view it and how do we navigate through this? Um, and what are you seeing from Christians in regards to how we're dealing with, with Israel and what's happening? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Yvette. I think that a lot of people kind of don't know how to process it. And and I think in some ways it is because we have not thoroughly ingested God's word um, from Old Testament to New Testament. And I, and I think, so when we see conflicts like this, it's sort of like, we know it feels different. We know yeah. it's not like Ukraine and Russia. So, but, but we don't know why. We don't know why it feels different. And so what we've tried to do with our kids is to, read the scriptures with them, right? To be faithful, to read the scripture, mm -hmm. um, to not ignore prophecy, but to find out how we take this current event that they are observing with us, right? So mm -hmm. so we go to church and so our pastor says, there's a conflict um, happening in the Middle East and, and he starts talking about it. And so what we want to do, which I'm glad he did, right? What we want to do is we want to finish the conversation with them. So we want to sit around and we want to take out Romans 11 and we want to talk about God's covenant with Israel and how God is not done mm -hmm. with Israel. We want to remind them of the Old Testament stories that they have read. We even want, yeah. we want to remind them of some of those Superbook episodes that they watched when they were little. Like you remember some of these stories, yeah. right? Um, and, and we want to say to them, hey, God has made a covenant with Israel. God gave them land. 
And when he promised this land to them and made this covenant with them, he swore by himself because there was no one greater by whom he could swear, right? And so the covenant did not depend on the people. It depended on God. Mm-hmm. And we need this to be true. We we need to understand yeah. this because in Jesus Christ now, we have entered into a covenant that does not depend on us, but it depends on the sufficiency of the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm. There's not anything Amen. that we do, right? It's what Jesus Christ has done to redeem us. And so when we start talking in terms like that, we help them to understand that Jerusalem is important. We help them to understand that Israel is important, not only the people who are there, but those who are Israelites around the world, right? Yeah. There there are Israelis who are around the world that God has a unique relationship with them. Um, the Apostle Paul did not ignore Israel because of the Gentiles. We've got a lot of false yeah. teaching in churches today that would teach that the church has replaced Israel. And you just don't see that in scripture. And so one of the things that we tell our kids is that, man, we pay attention to what's happening in the Middle East because we believe that we are seeing Bible prophecy fulfilled right. in our eyes. We know that conflict there means that something is happening. Mm-hmm. Something is happening. Now, we can't predict and say, oh, this is a thing and this is where we are. But we can kind of gauge and say that when there's unrest there, there is something happening because Jesus told us the signs to look for. He told us the things that would portend his return. And so we want to keep that in front of our kids because it builds their hope. Yeah. Oh, Amen. That's the perfect way to talk through that. And what's so interesting is I feel like sometimes when we read the Old Testament, it seems like we're so far removed from it. Like that was so long ago. And I mean, it was, but in God's eyes, it's, it's, you know, it's the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no time at all. That's right. And, you know, in any pastor, if you guys are going to a church that believes that the Old Testament is not relevant, so we were talking mm-hmm. about relevance, if they believe the Old Testament is not relevant, you find another church immediately. Amen. Amen. Um, because everything that's going on today was first spoken of in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. But Jesus goes back to Genesis. You know, I mean, it's I love reading through Genesis and just seeing the work of God already foretelling about the coming Messiah. Amen. Amen. And the beginning of the book. I mean, Amen. it's so exciting to read it. So. Yeah. I mean, again, and you read all the way Genesis to Revelation, and we've talked about this so many times, we know how it ends. Come on. And there's going to be pain in the midst of it and in the middle as we're awaiting the return of Christ, but we know how it ends. And so, um, wow, just keep pointing your kids to Jesus. Keep reading the word of God. I hope that you've been encouraged this week um, through Miki and I, as we've just talked about all of these things, you know, just the world, the culture, everything that's going on. And the most important thing, We say it all the time, point your kids to Jesus, Amen. show them Jesus, be that example for them. And uh, the Holy Spirit will help you to be able to do that. So Miki, thank you so much for being with me this week. It has been so much fun chatting with you. You are such a blessing. Um, Again, tell our listeners, we'll put all the links in the show notes, but tell them again where they can find you and your podcast, Culture Proof, and uh, your ministry where can they find more about you? Oh, thank you for that. I've enjoyed this time. Like Yvette, it's just, I feel like it's like getting together with my sister. So thank you so Aww. much for this opportunity. Um, our, I would say our website is cultureproof.net. Um, there's going to be some reconstruction kind of going on there or straightedgeministries.org. Either one will let you know who we are and what we believe the Lord's called us to do as we occupy and wait for his return. Amen. 
Well, thank you so much, Miki. And thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned to the very end to hear what's coming up next week on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. We are so thankful for you. Again, you can find everything at schoolhouserocked.com. You can uh, sign up for our newsletter. You can make a donation. You can watch the movie for free. Uh, The movie is Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution, which Miki and her family have watched. Yes. Um, There's lots of fun encouragement stuff on there. So you can find it all there, schoolhouserocked.com. Thank you so much for listening this week. Have a great weekend and we will see you back here on Monday with another fantastic guest. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. God never changes. His word never changes. But what does change is the culture around us. And in this cultural moment in which we live, even if we're very, very careful at limiting screen time, limiting the type of things that enter our home, still our children in one year of their lives are going to be faced with more competing ideas than most humans throughout history have been confronted with for their entire lives. So the training that we need to do to equip them to think well and to think biblically, it looks a little bit different today than it did 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. 